Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. And good Friday afternoon, everybody. Happy party Friday. Chuck Bonneville and Julie Hayden here, Truth Straight Up. Actually, only Julie Hayden is here today. Chuck has yet another golf tournament. He should be on the 14th hole about now. He won his last one. So we'll see how he does today, although it's a little bit chillier. Hey, we have a great show coming up. Oh, first brought to you in part by happytrees.co, along with Denver Cynogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. I'm going to have Dick Morris coming up. Um, he is a former uh, presidential advisor, political commentator, strategist, author of a great new book. Wanted to talk to him about the dark Brandon speech and some of the other developments today. And then coming up at 3.30, and I'll give another caution before we do it. We're going to play a videotape that's a little bit graphic. Um, and may offend some people. So I just, I'll warn you about that now. And then I'll warn you about it again later. So just like close your eyes or something like that. It's real quick, but it was taken at the Douglas County Pride Fest. And in the back, you'll even see the sign that say family friendly event. Well, there's nothing family friendly about what this videotape shows you happened at this event. Um, and it prompted Aaron Woods, who we've had on the show before, um, to launch a Protect Doug Co. Kids program. Uh, this occurred at the Douglas County Fairground. The county commissioners said, oh, yeah, this is a perfectly, I don't think all of them did, but at least two of them said perfectly appropriate family friendly event to be held at our fairgrounds. Well, they've launched a petition to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Nothing wrong with holding adult exotic entertainment. You know, that's okay, but it shouldn't be done at family sponsored events and it shouldn't be done, I think, in, in public facilities. There are plenty of places that offer that kind of entertainment and you can go see it if you want to. Nothing wrong with that. But to put it in city or community or government owned places um, is that's not good. So we got, oh, okay, I'm ready to speak with him right now. If you if, so, Dick, Dick says he'll call back when they're ready to speak with him. So tell him as soon as as soon as he is on, we'll go ahead and take him. Um, I, I don't need to, I don't need to put him on hold. So what what I'm reading here is um, the uh, our producer is telling us he tried calling Dick Morris and Dick Morris says, well, don't call and don't put me on hold. Just bring me right up. A lot of times I think um, and I don't blame him for that to tell you the truth. When sometimes when you go on shows, they they call you way early and then you're on hold for a long time before they bring you up. Um, and I think that's what he's avoiding. So <laughs> we can reassure Dick that when we get him on, we'll talk to him right away. Um, and so hopefully he'll answer the phone and we'll get him on. Cause I want to talk to him about a couple of things. Um, he, he has a theory about the dark Brandon speech, the speech that Joe Biden gave last um, week, um, where, you know, basically he declared war on half of the country, said we're all, you know, a, a mega Republicans um, were semi-fascists. I mean, he went on and on and on. Um, okay, now we got his answering machine. Well, keep trying and just let me know if you can, guys, when you get him on. Um, so, and he has a theory, and I think there's some truth to it. He's actually saying the same thing that I'm saying, and that is, I believe they're going to indict Donald Donald Trump. We've got yet another um, another grand jury investigating him. Um, 
for, uh, you know, his pack. Um, and we have Dick Morris with us now. Dick, uh, political commentator, author of um, the book, best-selling book, by the way, The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Um, thank you for your time once again, and welcome to the show. Well, good. It's good to be here. So, Thank you. You know, um, I've been exploring, I, I guess you were t- you've been talking about Mar-a-Lago documents and stuff. Right. And um, I've spoken with uh, John Jordan, who is an attorney uh, from Northern California and a very, very well-connected, amazingly uh, brilliant lawyer. And he says that the, his interpretation of Judge Cannon's order, the district court judge that ordered the special master to right. go through the documents, is that the DOJ cannot use any of them for a criminal investigation until they are specifically told that they can by the newly appointed special master. In the meantime, they can use those documents to investigate the intelligence problem, if it cause any leaks, but they cannot use it for criminal investigation. Use the phrase Chinese wall. And okay. I think that's significant because it means that basically that investigation isn't going anyplace. And you Let also me- feel it's unlikely that it'll be reversed on appeal. Would it, let me ask you this in his, and you may not know, but in his opinion, does that make, would it in, indeed make the warrant um, itself invalid that they used? Would they have to start all over again? Yeah. Well, perhaps, but uh, it'll all be in the hands of the special master. Right. But let me comment on the political environment of this and why this has happened. Um, in my book, The Return, I predict exactly what's going on and I explain exactly why and everything. This is the first time since 1892, which was also the first time in history, that two presidents have opposed each other for election. And naturally, the tendency is to compare their records. What did I do? What did he do? But the Democrats know they can't do that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, Biden's accomplished nothing and Trump accomplished everything. Right. So whether it's gas prices or inflation or... Ukraine or um, the border, any of that, they can't do that comparison. So the Democrats are determined to make Donald Trump the issue, not their comparative records as president, but his personality, his temperament, and his his bearing. Um, In American politics these days, there's room for only one star on the stage at a time. In 2016, as we moved up to the election, everything was about Hillary. Trump was an afterthought. In 2020, when we moved up to the election, nobody ever heard about Joe Biden. The issue was Donald Trump. And in the two years since Biden's been president, Trump has been sent up to these side stage, but the focus has been on Biden. And now they're desperate to shift the focus to Trump. So the first step in that was the Mar-a-Lago raid, whose major purpose was to enrage Trump and bait him you know, like in a bullfight, they bait the bull by right. sticking sticking uh, thorns in him. And that's what they were doing with Trump. And uh, they wanted a big response. They wanted an answer that that really was castigated them and that they could then use as further evidence that he's unfit to be president. And when that didn't happen, they then raided Mar-a-Lago. And they, after they raided Mar-a-Lago, they then had Biden go out and give that speech, which he looked like he was delivering from the death from Dante's Inferno. Right. And he was, now we'll hear from Satan. Right. 
and uh, and it was so intemperate, it was undignified, it was unpresidential, it was disgusting. And there were any number of polls that are out now that show right. that people have really reacted negatively. There's a poll that says that among independents, by 64 to 35, they regard the speech as dangerous and divisive. Right. Only 35 said it's within the realm of normal campaign messaging. But well, the reason me... they're doing that, even at a price to Biden's approval rating, uh-huh. is to try to bait Trump. Right. And then he had this rally in, in Pennsylvania, and he didn't take the bait. He was very no. measured, judicious, uh, aggressive in rebutting and in attacking, but not anything out of the line. And now they're going, and then they were going to try to indict him right. to create that. Right. But now the special master is throwing a bunch of monkey wrench into that. Right. And they may not be able to. And the underlying issue, let's be clear about it. The archives are a library. They're a library of some important documents and some trivia. And what they essentially would be indicting Trump for is having overdue library books. Right. <laughs> and and uh, unless they can establish that there was any leakage of sensitive information that damaged the United States, they've got nothing there. Right. Uh, simply the fact that they contain classified material and the president can declassify anything the moment he wants. It doesn't say anything. The issue right. is, did any of this leak? Did he mishandle them in that way? Not just did he, not just did he decide to let them gather dust in Mar-a-Lago's basement as opposed to the well, archive basement. That and, the F- and the FBI has leaked more about it. I mean, they said in Trump's basement for like two and a half yeah. years without any leaking. And the FBI, well, let me ask you this, because you know some of these players. It seems to me... Donald Trump is being clever. They wait a few days and then they kind of leak that they search Melania's room. He waits another few days right. and then he lets it leak that they search Barron's room, which is outrageous, right? It's yeah. And then he's got his lawyers doing a great job and he hasn't taken the bait. Is Donald Trump far, how do I, a, a different kind of president than he probably was before? I mean, a different kind of candidate than he was before. I mean, he seems well, he's, to He's wiser. Yeah. He's wiser. I speak to him several times a week and he's not the same impetuous guy he was, arrogant, impetuous guy he was in, uh, you know, four or five years ago. Um, he's judicious now and he's measured and he's much more reasonable. But let me raise another possibility, which I think is what Trump believes. Okay. And he told me he believes this, that the uh, purpose of those documents, Ray, is not to go after Trump it's to stop Trump from going after them because the documents he sent, believes, contain information about the Russia collusion probe and how the FBI deliberately got a FISA warrant with misinformation and then leaked the dossier that they knew to be a campaign document funded by Hillary for the media with an FBI imprimatur on it to persuade the American people that it was serious. And he believes that there is documentary evidence in those documents to show that that's the case. And that's why the FBI moved in and seized those documents, so that Trump could not make them public. Well, and in your Newsmax comment, you also raise another possibility. And then thank you for sharing what what Trump himself believes, because I suspect he probably knows most about more about this than any of the rest of us. But you also say you think that they want to try to uh, foment a primary. But I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to take that bait either. Do you? I mean, maybe Mike Pence or Liz Cheney, but. 
No, Cheney will, but that's separate. Yeah. That's right. another thing. Pence, no serious candidate will. But they're going to try. And what they're hoping is that everybody, and this is again in my book, that every all the Republicans say, look, I like Trump. I agree with his policies. I think he did a great job. But why can't we have Trump light running? Somebody who doesn't have this kind of baggage like DeSantis. Why do we have to schlep this baggage all the way through the election? And that's what they're hoping happens. Right. And they know that if uh, DeSantis were to run, Trump will not willingly yield his place. Right. He's going to say, I, I, I was forced out as president because of a phony election. Now you're going to stop me from running because of a phony indictment. Right. And um, it'll tear the party apart. Bloody, there'll be no chance of winning in 24. And uh, I think, but I think we also have to realize in a positive way that you can't have the Trump revolution without Trump. Right. You can't pocket the results and just the means that got you there. Let me give you a good example. Shortly after Trump left office, Kim Jong-un in North Korea began firing missiles and exploding bombs again, something he had not done during the Trump presidency. Right. Why had he not done it? Because in the first few weeks, he bragged, I have a button that can destroy America. And Trump tweeted him back, hey, Buster, I have a bigger button than you do. <laughs> and that, that was not a very diplomatic communication. No. <laughs> uh, but... Over a diplomatic wire, he did. And, uh, and it completely froze Kim in terror. And he hasn't been seen or heard from for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, another great example is that Trump was really able to attract an appeal to the core constituency of the Democratic Party, the working class. When you step off the plane at Kennedy, first thing you learn about American politics is that rich people are Republicans and working people are Democrats. Right. And Trump flipped to that completely. Yes. And that's not because of his policies or because of his accomplishments, nearly as much as his style. I'm... And the fact that he tells the truth and he lets it all out there and his accomplishments. But right. I think that uh, I think that there is no way you can have the Trump revolution without Trump. Right. And I would think Ron DeSantis strikes me as a pretty smart guy. He knows that. Why would he want to set himself up? I mean, he's got, if Trump runs and loses, then it'll be DeSantis's turn again. If Trump won, runs and wins, it'll still be DeSantis's turn in a few years. So let me ask you this. In no, your uh, book, Trump oh, go ahead. can't run for more than, Trump can't run for a third term. That's what so I mean. If Trump wins or loses, right. DeSantis is going to be our candidate in 28. He knows yes. that. But right. he also knows Donald Trump is not the forgiving thought. So if he screws this up on Trump, he's not going to be the president ever. I, I agree with you absolutely there. Well, let me just, because I know your time is, is short here, just a couple, one more, one or two more questions. So you say you talk to Trump all the time. How is he taking this? Is he, does he ever get tired okay. and worn down or is he just saying, no. I'm not? No, he, lo- he loves every minute of it. Uh, <laughs> Trump, I used to work for Clinton, you know, and Clinton was energized by adulation. That's why he was promiscuous. Ah. Trump is, is energized by adversity and challenge. And uh, he just absolutely uh, is, is uh, energized and mobilized and optimistic and fighting and feisty. I mean, he's, he's in perfect shape right now. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, do, do, they, they're not going to stop, though. Do you? I don't think so. Do you? Well, they can run out of things to do. 
Um, they can't, uh, if they can't indict him, uh, what they'll probably do, their next move, is that they'll get Liz Cheney to flirt with running as an independent. Oh. And that'll permit her to continue the January 6th committee, even though the committee will be dissolved when we win the House. Right. But she'll, as in the platform of, this is why I'm thinking of running as an independent. And that'll give the media an excuse to cover it. But the American people are not buying that that was the first unarmed revolution in right. world history. <laughs> They're just not buying that. They're not that stupid. No, I agree, too. All right. Well, Dick, thank you for your time. Your book, it's everywhere. The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Where else can people, you've got dickmorris.com is a great place for people to go to find all your columns and yes. things. And if you can sign up on dickmorris.com. I send an email out to about a quarter of a million people every day, every morning. And it's called The Lunch Alert. And it's my commentary each day, a new commentary on the events of that day in politics. All right, sir. Thank you for your time. DickMorris.com. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. That's great. Okay. okay. Oh, thank there you, you go. Thank you. All, right. All right. Thank you, sir. Um, okay, this is from I, um, from iPhone Char. Agree with Dick Morris that this is to keep Trump from making documents public that will incriminate the cabal while insiders working on one thing while the public gets a different story. I agree. Um, from Steve, I'll bet Trump will not be reelected. Deep state rhino establishment, Bolshevik Democrats, MSM and big tech will never allow it to happen. That is my fear, Steve. Um, you know, we saw, you know, I don't care what they tell us. The gold standard, uh, you know, is not the gold standard from Leo. DeSantis won't run because Trump will pummel, pummel him during the primary verbal war when he can just walk in in 2028. Exactly, Leo. I think and that's what Dick was saying. I think um, no matter I think it's clear Trump is probably going to run. Um, I think that win or lose, he can't run again. And then it's going to be Ron DeSantis's turn. Wouldn't you, if you're Ron DeSantis, want to go into that with, you know, everybody loving you rather than everybody hating you for being the spoiler. And then from Steve, Democrat base will be energized and mobilized like we've never seen it if Trump were to want run. You know, and what you guys weigh in on this, I'm not so sure anymore. I think that you're, the hardcore base will be, right? Um, but I think a lot of people... Um, who maybe are Democrats, they're like, they, they don't like the Joe Biden speech. They don't like what's going on with prices. They don't like what's going on with inflation. They don't like what we're going to be talking about next, these drag queen festivals, which are nothing more than grooming, um, you know, sexual grooming for the sexual abuse of children. They don't like that. They don't like what's going on in our schools. They don't like telling us we have to get more boosters when every day more information comes out about how dangerous they are. And so I think that the and, and we've also seen the young people not thrilled at all with the Democrat Party. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I wonder how energized they're going to be. I think he will energize them. Um, I think election integrity issues are going to be really important. And so hopefully Republicans continue focusing on that. But one other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get to Aaron um, Oh, from Steve. Okay. Maybe they don't like what Biden and Nancy are doing, but they hate Trump. That's true. And you know, if you ever try to talk to somebody about why they hate Trump, they can never really articulate. They just kind of start shouting and getting all emotional and stuff. And if you say like, but yeah, but why? Like what crimes has he committed that they can't talk to you about it? It's like having an argument. Um, I, I've been guilty of this sometimes where I'm losing the argument and I just stamp my feet and say, you just don't understand how I feel that kind of thing. Um, but wanted to bring this up though. 
because this is what I warned about last Friday when I mentioned that Biden was talking about political violence, right? And I said, that is going to be their new weapon. That's going to be something that they use against all of us. Anybody who's a mega Republican is going to suddenly become politically violent, therefore dangerous to the community, therefore, you know, able to be arrested, prosecuted. So Steve Bannon today revealed, and this has been apparently uh, substantiated by some of the Trump people, that yesterday, the F, while Steve Bannon was being arrested again on charges of, um, I guess, fake money raising and the build the wall effort, charges he was pardoned for, charges that a jury was deadlocked in in the, this, in the case here in Colorado, right? But again, they arrested him. They did a perp walk. You notice no Jeffrey Epstein perp walk, right? No, 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 nothing like that. And I can tell you when they do the perp walk, you've seen the pictures. So the police tell you that, that that's going to go on. Normally anymore, they don't do that because things can go south on it. There could be people jumping. It can be kind of dangerous. But what they do is they tell you, and reporters love it because then you have your pictures, right? But normally they don't do that anymore. Normally when they're handcuffing somebody and arresting them, they take them out through back doors. So the fact that they did that in public where they parade Steve Bannon, walk him down the row of a media there with his hands cuffed behind him, they do that deliberately to humiliate him. Well, it didn't work, but he revealed today that while they were busy doing that yesterday, the FBI also raided the homes of 35, count them, 35 Trump supporters and allies, okay, looking for all kinds of stuff. And as he pointed out, these are guys they have, I think some of it has to do with his PAC. Another grand jury is looking into Trump's political action committee, right? Um, another grand jury is looking into Trump's business dealings, I think in New York, or maybe the, just the New York is investigating that. They're investigating, I mean, Trump, like, you know, steps out of his house or his apartment or wherever and uh, his home, and they start investigating him for something. Well, now, and we know they've, they've, you know, investigated General Flynn, anybody who's been an ally. But according to Steve Bannon, yesterday, the FBI raided the homes of 35 Trump allies. And he said, they know that these people have lawyers. Normal the way it's done is unless it's some sort of danger, again, to the community that you got to pick the person up, uh, you know, in a raid, right? What you do is you call and you say, you know, look, um, we've got a warrant. You have to turn yourself in by this time tomorrow and, and provide these devices or documents or things for us, right? You don't need to do a, a raid of a house, uh, you know, so, but that's what they did. Um, and if you think it's going to stop there, I, I think, you know, you need to take another red pill because it's not going to stop there. And it is just this harassment and intimidation. This is a completely politically weaponized Department of Justice and FBI. They aren't even pretending anymore. They aren't even trying to be fair about it. We could go down the list, just person after person after person who is on the liberal side that nothing happens to ever. Hunter Biden, go no further, right? Um, they don't do anything to Hunter Biden, who has all of this. There's evidence that the FBI has had forever, right? But they raid Barron Trump's room, right? I mean, that's where we are today. They aren't even pretending. But for them to raid the homes of 35 Trump allies, um, searching, as we saw with the Trump raid in Mar-a-Lago, right? They took anything and everything, right? Everything from passports, uh, clothing items, hats, empty folders. It's just, it's crazy. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, this from Jacob. This is very true, Jacob. The October IRA 
um, and and uh, your four hundred one k will help determine who voters vote for. That's probably very true. Latino voters are moving in droves to the Republican Party. They are um, from Charlene. The Bolsheviks are good at pitting groups against each other, making some appear large, others appear small, in order to provide the cover for a small number of coosters to take over the reins of government. Um, and Charlene, I, you agree with me? They're not pretending at all anymore. Um, and from Leo, I'm tired of the conservative media saying every day Joe FBI agent is a good person. It's systemic. Um, Charlene, I'm behind. Did they get Bannon in custody? Yes, they did. They arrested him and then they released him on bond. Right. So he, he turned. Well, he, they turned. He turned himself in. Um, um, and um, what they did is and this is on the build a wall. So what he's accused of doing, he was sort of the public face behind that whole build a wall thing. Right. There was a, I think his name was Timothy Shea, a Castle Rock businessman who was raising funds. One of the things they said in the fundraising was that all of the money was going to go toward build the wall. Um, and now there are allegations or there were allegations been out there for a while that they took. I don't think Bannon was accused of doing this, but that um, O'Shea or Shea may have taken some of the money for payment. Um, I, I think his argument is, no, I didn't take any of the money. We have expenses and things like that. Um, they had a trial. So Trump pardoned. These are on federal charges. OK, so Trump pardoned Bannon. OK, before he left office, Shay had a trial in June, I think it was, and the jury was deadlocked. Now, they want to retry him. So, again, they don't care about this. They just want to tie him up. All right. That's an underlying thing here. They want to tie up. They want to scare. They want to intimidate. They want to silence. They want to shut up anybody. It's gone further than anybody who just disagrees with them. This is anybody who supports Trump. Um, they want to go ahead and crush and silence. Um, and the FBI, we've seen all of the stuff going on with big tech. I mean, let's go back. We were banned from YouTube for questioning whether masks work and are necessary for, you know, elementary school kids to wear in school, right? Something that has been proven totally correct. Now, have we heard anything from YouTube? Back then, we were so dangerous to the community. We were banned permanently for life forever. Don't even think about trying to get another channel on YouTube because it was so dangerous, right? Well, it turns out Dr. Fauci is the one who was dangerous. And it turns out that the White House and Dr. Fauci were coordinating with Facebook to ban and censor and YouTube and all of the big tech companies information that they didn't like. Right. So who is the dangerous one? They don't care. Right. They don't care. They're not going to care. But again, it's gone worse now. It's gotten um, I would argue, I agree with Leo, I said you get sick of them saying the good FBI agents. Fortunately, there must be some because some whistleblowers are coming forward. Um, when you've got an agency that's this corrupt and you just let it happen and you don't say anything, you know, what do they say, you know, for a good man to stay silent while evil deeds are being done? You know, that's that's not being a good man. I agree with that. And if you're an FBI agent, I applaud the guys who are coming forward um, because there have to be all kinds of agents who know about this stuff and who know that it's wrong. Um but they do it anyway. And so it's a systemic problem, but it's been weaponized, politically weaponized um, beyond belief. Oh, here now, this is a, Stephen says Fauci now says they don't have time to test the boosters. Right. They don't have, well, I think they tested them on eight mice, right? Is that the latest thing? And have you read in the United Kingdom anymore? They're, they're not even, they're actually recommending against giving it to children. In fact, they're saying don't give it to children under a certain age. Um, all this information, now they're not letting us see it in the United States, but it's coming out and Alex Berenson and if you don't read him on Substack, I really recommend it. 
Um, he's, he documents all of this information coming in from other parts of the world where they're showing all of these adverse effects, all of these disgusting blood clots that are like, like worms in people's blood, right? That coincidentally starts happening after they get the vaccines and the boosters, um, the death rates, the uh, infertility issues, all of this coming out, right? You can't talk about anything like that in this country because you'll get banned for being a danger to the community. Um, from Jacob, gasoline in England is $7.39 a liter. There you go. Hey, I see we have Aaron. So we're going to switch gears and talk about the other thing you wanted to talk about. Aaron Wood um, from Douglas County, protectedougcocoldkids.com. Hey, Aaron, thank you for your time on this uh, party Friday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, Julie. Thanks for yeah, having me on. So, well, I wanted to have you. So we've been talking about this for a little while, and we talked a little bit about it with Patrick Neville. Yeah. So Douglas County commissioners um, gave approval for the drag queen pride fest people to have their big event a couple weekends ago in Douglas County. And it was build family friendly. You can see the signs in the back and I'll play the videotape here in a second, but what was this a family friendly event, Aaron? And <laughs> well, what happened? you know, that that's the thing. I, I think in general, the pride fest was supposed to be a family friendly event. Um, but then they had a family friendly, all ages drag show scheduled as part of this event. And I'll tell you this, I mean, drag shows in and of themselves aren't family-friendly forms of entertainment. Um, and I believe this was the first time that the Pride event came back to the fairgrounds since uh, 2019, maybe 2020. I think it took some time off due okay. to COVID. And even a couple of years ago, there was video footage from that event, and it was pretty, I mean, it was pretty raunchy. Like, it, right. it was it was out there. It kind of pushed the the envelope a little bit. And so, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of folks, a lot of parents, um, you know, churchgoers, pastors, uh, people doing worship, got together at the fairgrounds to, you know, have a prayer rally to just kind of bring visibility that, hey, we don't agree with drag shows being in front of an all-ages audience, in, in front right. of children especially, because of the nature of the performances, typically being very sexually charged. Right. And, well, that's the whole point. I yeah, mean, that's, exactly. that's the point. I mean, it's one thing if you're a transsexual and you're going to work at the office, you know, yeah. or something like that, and you're an insurance salesman, that's one thing. But when you're, it's it's like a strip show. I mean, strippers have it's, lives outside well, of the strip things too. I'll, but, I'll tell you this, Julie, let's, let's Let's call it what it is. These are transvestite strippers. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. As as I that. mean, that's like saying it's a family friendly strip show. Well, the, the, by its very nature and design, it's sexual, right? And therefore, by its very nature and design, it's no business being in front of children. Well, let me play the videotape and then we'll talk a little bit more. It's just yeah. so people can see what we're talking about. And I want to warn you guys, this is that you're going to see some nudity here. Okay. Um, so cl close your eyes. Um, and if you're listening and not seeing it, this is going to be a person swinging on a swing, um, not really doing anything, but swinging in the swing and then it, exposing their breasts, basically full. Okay. So if we could go ahead and play the Doug Co pride fest video, please. No, see where it says a family friendly event right there under the breasts. And 
then she puts her hand like that. Okay, so they put out a statement saying, so people know, so that was a person swinging their breasts fully exposed. Um, the Pride Fest people put out a thing saying it was a wardrobe malfunction. You can clearly see that's not a wardrobe malfunction. That's no. somebody exposing themselves and then swinging and swinging and swinging. There was no attempt to cover up or anything like that. And taught, so there were little kids in the audience. Is that right? Yeah, that, that's right. And, and that's, um, you know, that's the 35 seconds of the video when right. the, the supposed malfunction accidental slip or whatever occurred. But there, there's more video that shows the audience too, which is filled with children. There's several young kids front row, eyes on the stage while this is happening. Um, but in the video that you do have, I want to draw your attention to a few things. One, there's a DJ behind the performer smiling and watching the entire act while that's happening. There's also a man off to um, the left that's videotaping. He's got his phone on a, you know, a selfie stick or whatever it might be, videotaping the whole thing. And then the person you hear um, thanking the person after the performance off to the right off camera was there watching the entire event as well, too. And I don't I don't know about you, but anytime there'd be an accidental wardrobe, oh, slip, yeah. somebody should have stopped the event. Somebody so, should have got up and, you know, for the sake of the children in the audience being an all ages event, family friendly, should have stopped this immediately when yeah. you noticed what was going on. But I'll tell you this, what what they wanted was to expose themselves to the children. This yes. this is typically part of the act because additional video of this, um, I, I think there's a longer form version. It's about two minutes, 45 seconds. The person that ended the show thanking the performer and then saying what, what they said, I'm not going to repeat it, right. went on to say, uh, and I quote, typically these girls tend to come out and play. Um, but this is a family-friendly event, so that didn't happen, right? And that right there is validation to me that this is a typical part of the performance. And there was another photo um, floating around that showed that person later on in a different drag show on stage at the event uh, with their top unbuttoned and exposed as well, too. This this is part of their act. Yes. This is part of the performance. Again, why you can't make these things family-friendly and for all ages. Drag like, shows are not for a child, a children's audience. Right. Well, it'd be, so, so I'm assuming then, Aaron, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that the Douglas County commissioners immediately said, oh my God, this is horrible. We had no idea that's what's going on. And we certainly won't let these guys come back to our public taxpayer-funded center next year. Is that, is that well, what happened? Of course not, Julie. Because yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so concerned with diversity, ACLU, legal ramifications of saying, Hey, wrong is wrong. Um, one in particular, George, George Teal did take to Facebook condemning the event and what happened at that drag show um, because he previously in his role uh, with Castle Rock had experienced the issues with Castle Rock Pride because they bring this type of entertainment um, to the community. And it always seems to push the envelope a little further each year. Uh, he did voice his concern. And of course, the left comes out of the woodwork like cockroaches and immediately attack him that he's a bigot, he's anti-gay, he's a homophobe, all this and that, every name under the sun. And I'll tell you this, I appreciate his boldness for taking a stand and saying, hey, this is wrong. Let's right. just call it what it is. This this is sexually charged entertainment that was in front of a children's an right. audience of children, an all ages audience. Um, Abe Layden, however, took a very different approach. And I'd say, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks now and things behind the scenes kind of change, but you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube of what was already right. said. 
Abe took to Twitter and basically said he's not going to um, attack First Amendment rights for the sake of thinly veiled bigotry and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, basically right. saying anybody against this is is a homophobe, they're anti-gay, and he's not going to he's not going to stand up for that. He's going to continue to work to make an inclusive community or whatever. He, here's the thing. Have a pride fest. But don't put this entertainment in, on in front, in front of children. In front of kids, right. Have it in, right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like like Charlene says, a heterosexual strip show would not be allowed. What I don't understand is where were the freaking cops? Why, if I stood up in the front of a stage in front of children and took off my shirt and exposed myself, I believe that would be called indecent exposure. And I would, at the very least, be ticketed or something, right? Well, I mean, because you're a conservative, you would be. But exactly. If, if, I mean, if you were a liberal, you you would be applauded and you would be protected under. I, I believe it was Fort Collins or something had a, had a lawsuit of uh, free the nipple right, or something, right? Where they right. said anywhere a man can go topless in public, so can a woman. Right. Well, and and even that, I'll argue, is is different than this because that was just people staging a protest. It wasn't promoted as a family friendly protest. Right. This would be now, okay. Personally, and maybe people will criticize me for this. I'm going to say I'm sorry, but in this day and age, you'd have to be living under a rock to think that it would be even remotely appropriate to take your child to a drag queen show. I mean, so I got to question yeah. the parents. But even even so, the rest of us in society have a duty to try to. Protect protect children. And when you have an adult exposing themselves in a sexual manner to children, number one, that's a crime and the cops should be prosecuting it. And number two, Douglas County should be saying, we're sorry. I mean, everybody should be apologizing to the children who were there, I think. Yeah, Um, Yeah, they, they should. And let me ask you this, because when I talk about protecting, that's what you're trying to do, right? You've got a website now, Protect Doug Co. Kids. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, and and I'll tell you this, too. It's not just me. This isn't a solo effort of Aaron here you know, trying, trying to do this. There, there's a lot of parents grouped together. This is a, this is a collective effort in Douglas County um, where a website has been put together, a petition has been put together. And, you know, I, I'm working to raise the awareness and, you know, speak the truth and just get it right. out there. Um, but it's uh, protectduckcokids.com. And on this, what we have is a survey or not a survey, but a petition to where it's like, we want to protect children from sexually explicit entertainment. And we want to make sure that this doesn't happen. And I think this is one of the, you know, the great things about self-government, you got to have people that are willing to self-govern and say that we are going to stand up and say, we do not want to see this happen in our communities. We're not saying we want to ban the gays from Douglas County. That's absurd. We're not saying we don't want them to have a pride fest in Douglas County. That again, too, is part of their first amendment rights. Do I agree with the lifestyle? Absolutely not. But I especially don't agree with exposing children's to these forms of entertainment, to sexually explicit entertainment. If you had a gun show at the fairgrounds and you had a stripper event for an all ages audience, I guarantee there would be so much pushback. And also too, Boulder County is banning gun shows from their fairgrounds. And it's like, we can't even have a discussion that a drag show is not appropriate for a family friendly audience. I mean, to me, and and I think we just, it goes back to, like I said, you know, F, the FBI yesterday raided third, the homes of 35 Trump allies, right? Yeah. And Steve Bannon is like, you know, you cannot back down. You cannot be quiet because yeah. that's what they're trying to do. And I, I mean, said, and- this is all manufactured. It is. I mean, anyone can tell the difference between saying I hate all, you know, whatever people who sexually are not like me. And I don't think that we should be exposing children to sexually explicit nudity. Right. I mean, that's that's you couldn't if they were showing that in a movie, you couldn't take your kid into it to the movie. Right. You right. couldn't. I mean, you can't take your kid into Shotgun Willies. Right. You well, can't. then that was the comment of Laura Thomas. Um 
I think both publicly and to me personally, she was like, what right do you have to tell parents what they can't do and where they can't bring their children? And I, I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have a right to do that. But I would say this, the parents bringing their children to what they see as an all ages drag show, say they've never experienced a drag show. Exactly. Before. They're right. expecting all age appropriate content. Right. And that was not delivered on. Instead, they got a surprise of seeing, oh, this is a Denver Metro nighttime bar type drag show. This is exactly right. what was planned and perpetrated at this event was to expose children right. by transvestite strippers on stage to expose them to sexually explicit material. And then to go ahead and start attacking people like you, people like me, people who say, hey, wait a minute. You know, again, if, if it were just a regular strippers, right, if there was a car wash going on there and you had naked strippers washing cars, right, they, they yeah. would say, no, you can't you can't do that here. Somehow or another, because you say, oh, I'm transsexual, it makes it OK, because I want people to understand something, you know, Rev is 11. And I'm our son. And every so often we were watching Game of Thrones. If people haven't seen Game of Thrones, uh, let's just say the, it, it was shot before the Me Too movement. There's a lot, a lot of full female frontal nudity, right? Um, and Rev gets upset at seeing it. He's embarrassed. I mean, so we quit watching. We didn't know. It's exactly like this. We didn't know yeah. it was going to be on there, right? And we went, ah, and we muted it. And then we never watched it again in front of him. Kids don't know how to handle that. Kids no, don't know. It, it makes them uncomfortable. It makes them feel weird. And why on earth would you want to put your kid or why would anyone want to put anyone's kids in that? And again, one of the things I did a ton of stories when I was at the TV station about pedophilia and sexual abuse of children. One of the ways it all starts is by making sexuality appear normal. Right. right. It starts out, you know, your shower and the kids sees you get. I mean, if you're a, I mean, that's what it starts. It starts by making it seem normal. And then all of a sudden, well, the touching is normal and it's love. I mean, it is make no mistake. It is definitely grooming. And that's what they're trying to yeah. go after to make us well, feel and, like it's. Oh, go ahead. And what I, what, well, what I feel like is, you know, the kids in the audience, you, you know, you said um, he's 11. Right. There, there were kids. I would gauge the youngest, maybe six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. And up to probably 13, 14 in the audience right. and then some older teenagers and then other adults. And, and the thing is, when you look at their faces, they're confused. They're, they're trying yes. to process what they just witnessed, you know, what they're sitting here watching because they don't know how to process this. They, they don't know how to make sense of it. And it creates confusion. But this is the whole goal is to create that right. confusion. Keep right. this keep this narrative surrounding sexuality gender and identity confusion that way they can then take and twist that into right. well if you had some weird thoughts watching a man dressed up as a woman on stage with his body parts hanging out well maybe you're actually attracted to men saying right. that to the young boys right or to right. the girls in the audience well that was a man dressed as a woman but you saw he was a woman and you felt attracted to that you know you, you know what that is and then it's like it's the grooming that it continues grooming. with that Right. Well, and it's grooming that leads then the, uh, the whole point of it is grooming that leads to sexual assault. Again, you normalize sexualizing mm -hmm. children. There's a reason I think that parents instinctively you want to protect your kids from stuff like that, because you understand that this is how predators behave. Right. Yeah. They they get kids when they're vulnerable and they're trying to make all of us vulnerable. I mean, I'm surprised that Laura Thomas, frankly, that that she was saying, you know, what right do we have? I mean, what do you mean? What right do parents have? have to complain about things we have every I think right at the end of the day you you can still take a stand and be bold and say this was wrong i mean right. what, whatever we need to do what are you there what they froze you aaron 
Hey, Erin, if you can hear me, they froze you. Charlene, I'm shocked at your time. Whoop, are you there? Hmm. Okay, I think we might have lost Erin there. Um, but I think I absolutely agree. If they want to have, if, if the Douglas County commissioners say, okay, well, we want to be able to let them have this. Oh, there you are. Are you back? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. no, um, right. it's, it's probably the feds trying to throttle. Exactly, me that's right. They're trying to. Oh well, let me explain this too. I'm, I want you to talk about this. So you, with this video, you were saying you've been banned from, or not banned, but just, you were prohibited from posting this on Facebook and Twitter. And, and tell us about that because this is so ironic. Yeah. So um, I, I won't say specifically banned on Facebook. I do believe I, I'm shadow banned in a right. way on Facebook, basically to where. Um, fewer people are seeing my posts, especially relating to this video. On Twitter, however, um, in one of my posts, I tagged Fox News, our local Fox News, um, in the tweet. And I got a message saying that um, my post is being taken down and I have a 12-hour suspension on my account uh, for posting, you know, lewd video, inappropriate, intimate uh, videos of somebody without their express permission. And I'm like, this was recorded at an event where <laughs> it was already disclaimed on their website that there will be video photography right, at the right. event. You're, you're going to get your picture taken and video recorded. And then two, this was appropriate in front of children, right? but it's inappropriate for me to post on Twitter. Right. Well, exactly. And again, I mean, somebody needs to uh, have serious conversations with the Douglas County commissioners and say, so if it's too, uh, if, it, it, if it violates the community standards to the point where you can't post it on Twitter and Facebook, it certainly should violate the community standards that it shouldn't be displayed in front of children. And like I was right. starting to say when, when you were frozen, you know, if Douglas County, if the commissioners say, no, we really want to have this kind of thing going on, then they need to maybe tell the, the, the Pride Fest people, okay, you can do this, but it needs to be very explicitly, pardon my pun there, explain that this is not family friendly, that this right. is adult exotic entertainment, and yeah. that you have to go into a, you know what I mean, it's closed off so kids walking by can't see it. They can do that. I mean, what's wrong with doing that? Why on earth? That's just such a common sense solution well, if they want to. And I think that's why, you know, we, we had hoped that um, officials from the event and from the fairgrounds and uh, Douglas County Sheriff's would be at attending, attending the event to make sure that, hey, kids are going to be protected from seeing anything obscene or whatever. But apparently they got busy with everything going on to not be in attendance for this drag show while that was happening. Very, right. very surprising that right. that was the case. And the other thing too, this is why the, the Protect Dugco Kids petition is that it's like, we need the parents to speak up. It's like maybe a small few are okay with this and want to justify it, you know, a hundred different ways through dis deflection and gaslighting. And that's fine. That's, that's the plan. That's the narrative that they approach, but there's hundreds. And right now, I think the latest count was over 400, maybe nearly 500 parents have signed this petition saying, we don't agree with this and we want to see things change. And right. that's what we need is more parents to continue to speak up and be vocal about this and just say, no, we're not going to handle it. Enough is enough of these drag shows geared towards children. Right. Well, let me, so do you have to be a Douglas County parent to sign it or can anybody sign your petition? I, I think anybody could sign it, but it will be most effective if it's a Douglas County uh, because okay. because we're dealing with Douglas County, we're dealing with the commissioners and the fairgrounds as well too. And and honestly, I mean, we've got a lot of conservatives in Douglas County. And right. this is this is another thing. I don't want to hijack the conversation here, Julie. But no, go ahead. Um, it, have you noticed how many all ages drag shows have been occurring in the last few weeks? Yes. I mean, well, All I don't across say the, the last few weeks. I mean, but it's become a thing. I would say it, it's it's become a thing, but very 
very um, sort of ramped up in the last couple weekends, um, you know, with Texas. I think there was another one in uh, Idaho, I believe it was, or Iowa, one of the two. Um, very prominent in the news right now with those events. Uh, I think the one in Idaho is losing sponsors left and right. And so they're really starting to rethink the narrative of this. Um, that, that's another case with this. There were sponsors like Xfinity, Shea Homes, oh, yeah. Bacardi, Franzia, um, you name it, big, big time sponsors of this event. Your names are associated. Even uh, St. Andrew United Methodist Church is a sponsor of Castle Rock Pride. So wow. I see it's like you've got the association with this now. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue the sponsorship? But this is a huge distraction happening right now across the country, but again, too, in our local community as we approach the midterm elections, um, because they know it's like conservatives are going to get fired up about this. Right. We're, we're not going to stand for this to happen. So, of course, it's like the enemy's just throwing everything at us left and right. We still have to stand on these things, but we can't lose focus on, you know, the main point is like we got to make sure that we get out and vote in the midterms right. to, to well, start turning the tide. And, and I think you could be absolutely right there. And I think, again, I was talking earlier about, you know, the political violence. So that's, you know, this new political violence thing. I think they're hoping that people protest and then they can yep. go arrest you for political violence at the drag queen, you know, kindergarten show, something like that. I mean, I think you're right. And I think the other thing you have to do is keep this in mind when you vote for local officials, right? I mean, I absolutely. think, you know, hold people's feet to the fire when they say, like I said, people here are coming and they're surprised about Laura Thomas. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, we need I'm to be done with compromise, you know, honestly. And it's like we, we need to hold our elected officials or people who are on the ballot to become an elected official. They need to be held accountable and understand and say, well, you work for us well, and we need to find ways to find the common ground. Yeah, sure. Let's uphold First Amendment rights. But at the same time, when something is just flat out wrong. Right. We've got to well, do something. Don't about you it. find it somewhat ridiculous that we've been having a conversation about is it a good idea to let an adult exotic dancer expose their breasts to young children? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean can you even believe that we're having actually a conversation well, about this it, and that there are some people a, who say, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it is absurd. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. I mean, they try to distract it by saying First Amendment, by saying, oh, you're anti this, anti that. But just, no, that's what we're talking about here. Adult exotic dancers. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sexualized context, exposing their breasts to young children. Th- that's what we're talking about. And anybody who says, oh, no, that's okay. And anyone who disagrees with you is a bigot or a racist and stuff. They're the crazy ones, Aaron. We're not the crazy ones. <laughs> I know it's nuts. And, and the excuses too, you know, when they're like, when when the, the performer is now the victim in a lot of the comments and excuses and apologies I see, I'm like, you can't do that. You can't justify this. And, you know, people are like, oh, it was just a slip. You know, it was, it was no worse than Janet Jackson's Super Bowl incident. And I, I love to remind people, I think CBS was fined $350,000 by yeah, the FCC yeah. for every incident <laughs> of that accident, right? So, exactly. so where's, where's the financial burden? And that really was a wardrobe. Pride? Well, at least it was a wardrobe. Right. If it wasn't a wardrobe, it got covered up pretty quickly. Hey, listen, Aaron, we've run out of time. Let me say, yeah. Sherry, I know you called in. If you can call in Monday, Sherry, we'll let you talk about this. Um, so, okay, protect our protectdougcokids.com. Is where people can go to get more info if they want. Yep. Protect okay. All right, Aaron Wood, thank you so much for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate All it. Right. Hey, thank you to everybody. Thank you to Dick Morris and Sherry. Please call back on Monday, or if not, then on Wednesday. Um, um, on Monday, we're going to be talking to Roy Johnston. He has a great column um, about, you know, they're trying to tell us now that the Colorado River is drying up because of climate change. It's not, hint, hint, and he'll explain all of that. Thank you to all the great guys at BBS. I haven't heard from Chuck, so hope he has good news on the golf tournament. We'll bring you the results on Monday. Everybody have a great party Friday. We'll see you Monday.